Today is Baptism of the Lord Sunday, so our scripture reading is coming from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 34 through 43. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but witnesses whom God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jesus' baptism was Jesus' entry into death. His baptism was the beginning of his death. He let go of his own life, his life as a carpenter, his life as the son of Mary and Joseph. He let that die and began his three-year ministry of preaching and healing and doing good, all the things that would lead him to the cross. And baptism for Jesus was entering into death that we might have life. And our baptism is sharing, it's participating in his baptism. It's sharing in death just like he did, so we might have resurrected life just like he did. That's how it's supposed to work. We let our old life die, and as it dies, God gives us new life. The problem, of course, with baptism, much like the problem with any commitment, is that we forget. We get a little lazy. We get discouraged, stuck in a rut, and the commitment doesn't seem to matter as much anymore. And salvation is such a big deal, it's so huge, we just assume that it would be different. We assume that baptism would be different, but it's not. Commitments are hard to keep. Which is why last January, the World Report reported that 80% of people who make a New Year's resolution will fail to keep it through February. And I'm suspicious that 50% of the 20% aren't liars. Some of us, and you don't have to raise your hand, some of us have already failed our New Year's. Would anyone like to just speak? New Year's resolutions, commitments, baptisms, they're hard to keep because they're about changing, and changing is hard. Changing is hard. 
There was a man who lived for years in Kotzebue on the Bering Sea up in Alaska, and he worked for the National Wildlife Refuge. And where he lived, it was a remote spot even for Alaska, where I am told they give you a tax break just to live there. And it used to be that the supply ships, they came in only once a year. So all your food for the whole year, except for whatever game you could hunt, it came on this boat. Canned goods, flour, sugar, vegetables, and eggs. And this man and his wife, they loved their eggs. This was before they discovered cholesterol, and they would order a whole year's supply of eggs. And you might not know this, but eggs keep if you refrigerate them, which is no problem in Kotzebue. They keep. I mean, they don't go rotten, but they do change. Have you ever cracked an old egg and a fresh egg into the same skillet, and you can see the color difference? You can see it. You can taste it, too. And usually those eggs aren't even close to a year old. Well, every morning, this man and his wife, they would have their eggs over easy, sunny side up, scrambled, and they tasted fine. They didn't really notice any change one day to the next as the weeks turned into months, the eggs aging day by day until finally this man and his wife were eating year-old eggs, waiting for the boat to come in with the fresh ones. And then the boat would come in and bring the eggs that weren't a year old, and this man and his wife would fry them up, and those eggs would taste just awful. Awful. He said they would want to spit them out the first few days. They'd go digging into the back of the fridge for some of those year-old eggs because they had gotten so accustomed to the taste of stale eggs that the fresh ones just didn't taste right. In fact, after a year of stale eggs, they could hardly abide the real thing. People are like that. We are like that. We get used to stale, and then we prefer it to fresh. We get used to fake, and then we prefer it to the real thing. And sometimes we think that just because something is right, or it's better for us, that it will be easy to make the change. It will just come to us. Fresh eggs will just taste better because they're fresh. And new life from God, it will just taste better. God's freedom, it will just taste better. And once we get started, once we're baptized, it'll just start flowing naturally. It'll just come to us. The new life, it will just start pouring in, and we'll love it. But it's not that way. Our lives are built around who we are now, not who we want to be. And the way we're living, it's helped shape us into who we are now. Who we are is designed to function well in the life that we have, in the job that you have, in the habits that you have. And if we want to be someone else, even someone better, if we want to live differently, even if it's healthier or more joyful, if we want to change, it will be hard. Because we get used to the way things are even if it's year-old eggs. So change will always involve letting something die. Getting used to fresh eggs again means forcing yourself to eat them and telling yourself this is what good eggs taste like until your mouth catches up. And when you're chewing those eggs and your taste buds are screaming that it's all wrong, it will feel like 
dying, but it's dying on the way to something better. Because a, a full closet doesn't have room for new clothes. And a full stomach doesn't have room for a delicious feast. You need to go hungry first. And a full schedule doesn't have time for an amazing opportunity, some tasks and responsibilities they need to die first. Which brings us to baptism. Because there isn't room for the new life that God wants to give you unless the old life dies first. When Jesus is baptized, he sets aside the life he had, the comfort of being a small-town boy, of being anonymous, of just being the son of Mary and Joseph, of the simplicity of being a carpenter, and he lets it all die. And he lets it die for the life that God is offering to him. A life of feeding the hungry, of healing the sick, of comforting the lonely, and saving us from the power of sin. And when we're baptized, we enter into this same process. Our old life dies so that there's this space for the new life that God wants to give us. The problem is, well, it, it's what we've been talking about. If you've gotten used to a life of year-old eggs, fresh doesn't taste right. If we've gotten used to the taste of guilt, feeling free just doesn't feel right. We don't want it. We don't want God's joy. It tastes different than the joy we're used to. It's a joy that comes from loving others and serving others, not from being loved and being served. It feels weird and unnatural, and we don't trust it, and we don't want it. And we don't want to be a part of God's family because church doesn't always feel right, and some of the people, we don't get them. And some of the music isn't our style, and the preaching, it's too elliptical and confounding, and we'd rather just be with our family, with our friends. This new life that God offers, the new life that comes in baptism, all this new stuff, it doesn't taste right. why faith isn't just a matter of do you believe that God is real? That's not it. Faith isn't just a matter of trusting that God saves or that Jesus died. Faith is choosing to trust God, trusting God's way, trusting that this new life that God is offering us, even when it doesn't taste right, even when you're thinking these taste like year-old eggs. It's trust. It's trust. But the reason it doesn't feel right is because we're used to a sinful way. We're used to a broken way. But we believe that God is calling us to something more. All of this is why there's so much confusion around baptism. And if you walk around town to all the different churches we have and ask them about baptism, you will get a lot of answers. In our tradition, we say that there is one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, just one. And whether you were baptized right here, or by a Catholic priest, or by a Baptist minister after a profession of faith, or you were baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, it's all the same. You're just baptized once for the forgiveness of sins. Other traditions, they'll baptize you again. And sometimes you can understand why. If they look at my life, 
they might say, this person says he's been baptized, but he's still eating year-old eggs. He is still living in all the old ways. Clearly, the first baptism didn't kill him very well. So let's put him under the water again and maybe hold him there for a little bit this time. The, the problem isn't that the baptism didn't work. The problem is we think that the baptism is it. Baptism opens a door. It's our choice to go through the door. Baptism unlocks the chains of sin, but it's our choice whether we follow where God leads. Baptism pours out the Spirit, but it's our choice whether we listen. When we treat baptism like the end of a journey, we're buying a concert ticket and then missing the show. We're starting the car and then staying parked in the driveway. We're pulling out the food and the pots and the pans and then not cooking anything. This isn't just about going to heaven. Baptism isn't just about going to heaven. It, it is about that. Peter has this really great news for imperfect people, and if you find yourself one of them, here it is. Jesus commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as a judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Jesus is the judge of the world. Jesus is your judge. He is the only judge. He is the one who will weigh our lives and our hearts and determine our eternity. And Jesus is also the one who died for us. In a courtroom today, Jesus wouldn't be allowed to sit on the jury. He is biased. He died for you, to save you, and he is your judge. He wants to welcome us home. He wants to welcome us in. But the other part of baptism, the other part is that God doesn't want you to spend the rest of your life eating year-old eggs. God doesn't want you to spend the rest of your life eating year-old eggs. That's the other part of baptism. God wants us to have new life, fresh life now. We get to join in the work that God began in Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? Do you believe that part? That the new life that God is offering, the thing we talk about in heaven, that, that that's also ours now? That the fresh eggs now, that the freedom from guilt is yours now. By the power of the water and the Holy Spirit, it's yours now. The same Holy Spirit that worked in Jesus, that worked the miracles, that same Holy Spirit is in you, working to do good in your life. So I would just like to say this. Put down the old eggs. Just put them down and step away. 
because the same power is working in your life. So set down the shame and stop picking it back up. And let go of the fear and stop listening to it and take the bitterness and throw it away and take the pride and get rid of it. And for a moment, take all of our convictions that we know what we need and that we know the way to joy, that we know how to protect ourselves, that we can fill our schedule with all the things we want and we know how to live our best life and take it all and let it die. Put down the year-old eggs and let God give you the new life that is yours. It's yours through baptism. Let's pray. God, it's hard to follow you into new life because we struggle to even recognize where our sin is. We're so used to the taste of it that it tastes right. As we go into this week, we ask that you would put your spirit on us that we would begin to notice that there are ways we're treating others, ways we're treating ourselves, there are things we're doing, busyness and, and hecticness, desperation, meanness, bitterness, shame, or that these are year-old eggs and we don't have to eat them anymore. Would you bring them to our mind? Would you make them tastes as they are and show us a new way? We pray this in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen.